Welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us today. We hope that this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. In these days, we're in 1 Samuel tonight, chapter 10. 1 Samuel chapter 10. That's the Old Testament. Chapter 10, we're going to read from verse 17. My title tonight is Hiding, Hiding. Chapter 10, verse 17. Then Samuel called the people together to the Lord at Mizpah. Samuel was the prophet at the time. And he calls the whole nation of Israel together and said to the children of Israel, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I brought up Israel out of Egypt and delivered you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the hand of all the kingdoms and from those who oppressed you. But you have today rejected your God who himself saved you from all your adversities and your tribulations. And you have said to him, No, set a king over us. Now therefore, present yourselves before the Lord by your tribes and by your clans. And when Samuel had caused all the tribes of Israel to come near, the tribe of Benjamin was chosen. When he had caused the tribe of Benjamin to come near by their families, the the family of Matri was chosen. And Saul, the son of Kish, was chosen. But when they sought him, he could not be found. Therefore they inquired of the Lord further, Has the man come here yet? And the Lord answered, There he is, hidden amongst the equipment. So they ran and brought him from there. And when he stood among the people, he was taller than any of the people from his shoulders upward. And Samuel said to all the people, Do you see him, whom the Lord has chosen, that there is no one like him among all the people? So all the people shouted and said, Long live the king. Lord God, we come to you tonight, O God. and. Lord, thank you, O God, for just, Lord, Lord, our time of worship tonight, O God. And how, Lord, O Lord, you've already, Lord, been, O Lord, Lord, talking about seeking, O God. You've been speaking to us, Lord. Lord, you, Lord, seek us out, O God. O Lord, and you go after us, Jesus. And Lord, I thank, Lord, for that, that you pursue us, Jesus. You pursue and you pursue, O God. And Lord, tonight, oh God, you're still pursuing us, Jesus. And oh, Father, Lord, would you come, Lord, and Lord, through your word, Lord, go after those things that you need to go after tonight, oh God. And oh, Lord, Lord, find us, oh God. We want to be found by you, oh God. We want your word, Lord, oh Lord, to find us, Lord, to find a place in our heart, Lord, and speak to us, oh God. Lord, have your way, Lord, in our minds, Lord, and in our spirits and in our bodies tonight. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So God, God has been bringing this nation of Israel, obviously he's, he's bringing, bringing them to a place where uh, Jesus would be born. He's, he's picked Abraham and they, they've gone on this journey and they have decided in their wisdom as, as people that they would like to have a king like the other nations around them. And uh, so God, God doesn't like this request, but he gives in to it. 
And uh, so they, 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 Samuel goes about this. And I want to say to his brothers and sisters, be careful what you seek after. You know, they, they, you know, they, they sought this from God, and they sought the lesser thing. And God allowed them to have the lesser thing. And he gave them what they wanted. And brothers and sisters, they, they, they sought a man instead of God. That's, that's what they wanted. They wanted a human leader that they could call king instead of, instead of Almighty God. And we need to be careful that in our lives and our journey that we never put people in place of God. Never do that but, because that's, that's the folly of what, what Israel did here. And it actually says in another part of the Bible that, that he sowed leanness into their bellies, that there was, a, there was a lack in Israel because they did this. But nevertheless, God, God allows it to happen. And, and actually through the lineage of the next king, he brings, he brings Christ and he, he turns it and, and he uses it. And Saul, this character Saul is becoming Israel's first king. And he was from the tribe of Benjamin, as, as we heard. His, his father's name was Kish. And it seems that, I'm not going to read the whole story, I'm going to give you a little bit of a summary of, of how we got to this point. But Kish was a wealthy man, and Kish had servants and, and donkeys and uh, seemed to be a, a farmer. And so um, Saul grew up in quite a, a prosperous home, um, he had servants and donkeys, and it says about him that he was the most handsome man in Israel. Now, being the home, most handsome man in Ireland, it can have its downfalls. Not right, Andy? You know, <laughs> but it's just an interesting comment that, that the Bible makes about him that he was the most handsome man in Israel. Um. So he had a lot, he had a lot going for him, and, and one day, some of his father's property, some donkeys went missing, and so um, Saul goes on this this journey to try and find these donkeys, to find this these missing animals, and God was using this. He he, he brought, I suppose, this lack into the family, or this this this. Uh, this occasion into Saul's circumstances where, where Saul starts to pursue these donkeys and at the end of the journey he finds the prophet Samuel and God is, God is, is stirring up the circumstances in Saul's life to bring him somewhere and, and, and to, to, to set him up for something. And I was just, you know, I was, I was struck with a song tonight, how, how God, God recklessly pursues us with all of our faults and failures. He comes after us, and that's what he's doing. He's coming after Saul to prepare him and to provoke him and to bring him to a place where he can use him. And Saul... Uh, Saul, Saul is drawn, the Holy Spirit draws Saul to, to this, to, to the prophet Samuel. And when he gets there, Samuel tells Saul the donkeys that were lost three days ago have been found. And Samuel just answered Saul's quest 
without even hearing what the quest was. Okay, so, so, so Saul knows that this man Samuel is hearing from God and supernaturally understands things. And it, it's all part of, of bringing Saul to a place where he can have confidence in the call of God. So God, God is speaking to Saul through Samuel. And he gets, he, he, he gets his first signs from God. Samuel starts to treat Saul with, with honor and, 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 and respect and dignity. And he tells him that, that he is going to be king and he anoints him with oil. And he, he tells him encouraging things that he's the hope of Israel. And, and, and Saul could, could be the person who defends Israel from, from the enemies. And then Samuel sends Saul home and tells him there's going to be three signs that will come. There'll be two men by Rachel's tomb who will tell you that your father is worried about you. And then there'll be three men at the tree of Tabor, very specific things, who will be going to particular places, carrying particular things, and they're going to give you some bread. Saul, and then he will also meet a company of prophets, and the Holy Spirit will come upon Saul, and he'll be a different man. And these, these three things, God is, is, is not just doing, giving him three miraculous signs, prophetic signs that, that will come through so that, that Saul's faith can be built up, but these things speak something in to the heart of Saul. They, they speak of, of the fatherhood of God to Saul. Saul, you are cared for by God. You're cared for by God. You and your family, your, your needs are known by God. God knows you. And God will provide for you. He's going to provide bread. There'll be, there'll be strength and provision for your journey, Saul. There's strength for you. And help for you. And then that God's Spirit would be upon Saul and that he would change completely. And of course, all these things happen and, and Saul is changed by the Spirit of God. And these are significant things for Saul and of course, they're significant for us too, brothers and sisters. We have God for our Father. Hallelujah. He is our Father. He is, he's not absent. He's not far away. He's not far away from, from Sister Sharon Mullins. He's not far away from, from Brother Marco. He's not far away from Gavin. He is close to us all. He loves us. And he's got a provision for us. He's got bread for the journey. He does. And his spirit is upon us. Hallelujah. His spirit is with us. And, uh, and Samuel said, Saul's going to become, you're going to become a totally other man. And he did. And brothers and sisters, that's our journey too. We become something altogether different than we were. Isn't that a small bottle? That's what Andy gave me tonight. I'll tell you. You know, if you need a bigger battery for that bike and a bigger wallet, you know, buy a decent bottle of water. <laughs> no, he's a kind man. I'm only joking. But... Uh, yeah, it's a miserable bottle of water. Yeah. <laughs> God's provision is much more generous, brothers and sisters. Can I hear an amen? <laughs> and, and, 
and and this, and God sets up Saul, and uh, we like like Saul become totally different people. The Holy Spirit comes into us, and He changes us in the most amazing of ways, and we can have confidence that He is doing something. And we see these changes, and He and and. And, and, and it's a reassurance to us, and it's, it's faith-building to us. If you look back 10 years, and if you look back 50 years, if, if we look back, I, I can look back. I'm 35 years a Christian, and, and God, has, God has blessed me, and he's changed me. And I remember, I remember when I became a Christian, I remember saying to the Lord God, if you don't change me, and if you don't do something real in my life, I'm done with it, and I'll never be back. And, and God changed me instantly, instantly, and set me free from so many things, fears and struggles that I had, and, and, and brought me on a, on a journey. But it's not over yet. The journey continues. And uh, we've talked about, over the last three times, we talked about the Holy Spirit being, being the witness of everything. And he, he, in turn, makes us into witnesses. He's given us the Word of God, a witness of all that we need to know. And, and he makes us living testimonies of that. And the Holy Spirit is a person who changes us into the likeness of Christ and, and, and conforms us. And changes our, 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 us as persons. And the Holy Spirit gives us supernatural abilities. And we have the Holy Spirit like Saul did. Actually in a greater way. And we've been born of the Spirit. And we have this, this privilege, brothers and sisters. And with this privilege of of having these things, of having the Word of God, of having Him change us, of having supernatural things happen in our lives, of having the person of the Holy Spirit, there is a call with that. It's not just there, just so we can have a nice time. There, there, there is a call and there is a purpose. And God is, is bringing us to something and, and bringing us, ultimately, he's bringing us to heaven that one day he will say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. And, and because he's got plans that he's made in advance for us to do. That, and, and we've been given the spirit. We've been given th this third person of God because God wants to do something with us. And, and, and today, in this generation, in, in Cork, in Carrigaline, he wants to do something, brothers and sisters. And he's called you, and he's called me, and he called Saul. And we have this great privilege of, of having this supernatural call that requires a supernatural life. That's, that requires, it requires the power and the life of the Holy Spirit to live this out. There is no other way. It, it, it is absolutely essential that we have this helper called the Holy Spirit. Peter should have never walked on water. But he was called. And with that call comes 
the strengthening and the empowerment of God. And it's the same with us. We walk on ground that we should never walk on. I should never stand here and preach to anybody. I, should, I shouldn't carry the name of Jesus in my life. I'm not worthy. But he comes and he does something and he brings us into an altogether different call in life. And that's what's happening with Saul. He's, he's, he's picked out of, uh, out of working in the farm from chasing donkeys to becoming a leader over God's people. And it's an amazing call. And that brings us up to where we read today. And Samuel calls the nation of Israel together at Mizpah. And they're going to appoint a king over Israel. And when, when they were doing it, Samuel would have called all the tribes. And they would have used what was called the Urim and the Thurim. And these were sort of like uh, drawn straws. Whoever got the short straw, that they believed that that was the, the tribe that was picked by God. And so Samuel already knows who God has picked. But in front of the whole nation of Israel, he goes through this process to allow God to speak to the whole nation and confirm it. And it's also a confirmation for Saul. And so all the tribes line up and the tribe of Benjamin is picked. The family of Kish is picked. And we know that Saul then was picked. And it was like, it's like our house when the dishes need to be done. <laughs> Gone. Who's on dishes tonight? <laughs> People disappear. It's amazing that, isn't it? <laughs> and Saul, Saul is just gone. And he's, he's seen it coming. He, he knows he's going to be picked because he knows God has called him. And something gets into Saul. And he says, I, I can't. I can't. Even though he's had the Spirit of God and he's had these, these blessings, these, these signs from God, he's had multiple things that have happened to show him that God is with him, to show him that, that he is called. And when it comes to the moment, he disappears. He disappears. And he had this, this sense of inadequacy. I suppose he wasn't trained. He wasn't trained to, be, to lead. He was a qualified farmer. He wasn't educated enough. He wasn't a warrior. He didn't know how to use maybe the sword and the, 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 the weapons of war. Had no public speaking training. Didn't know how to, didn't know how to organize a kingdom, maybe. And he maybe was looking at all these issues. And so he, he disappears. He disappears. And in a way, he's absolutely right. There is, there is no reason for any of us to have confidence in ourselves when it comes to, to doing something for God. 
That has been tried over right from the time of Adam to the time of, of Christ. People have been trying to, to do what God wanted, and, and they can't. And people are still trying today to do it. And our sinful nature lets us down. As Paul says in, in Philippians 3.3, 3, we, we should have no confidence in our flesh or human abilities. But our boast is Jesus. Our boast is he can. Our boast is in, in what Jesus has done and, and in what God can do through broken vessels. And so um, he has no confidence in himself. And, and so the people, they start asking, well, where is Saul? Where, where did he go? And, and they ask the Lord. And the Lord told them that he was hiding amongst the baggage. Hiding amongst the baggage. And brothers and sisters, God, even though Saul does this, he's had all these signs. He comes to this crunch moment. It's confirmed through the Urim and Thurim, going down through the tribes to the clans to to, to pick in Saul. He, and it's confirmed the anointing that he's got earlier and that the Spirit is on him. All these things, brothers and sisters. He disappears and he runs away and he hides. Yet God still seeks him out. God seeks him out again. And reveals to the people, he's over there. He's over there, go and, go and bring him, go and get him. And brothers and sisters, this is what the Lord does with us. There are times where, where we know that God is calling us into, into a greater walk with him, into a deeper journey. He calls us into deeper things with him. With him. He calls us to, to ministries. He calls us to give in certain ways. He calls us to, to greater and greater things. And th- sometimes we run and hide, but he doesn't give up. God pursues us, and he pursues us, and he pursues us, and he comes after us. Hallelujah. And here is yet another sign to Saul that God pointed out where Saul was. God again gives Saul another sign and reveals to the people where Saul is. God speaks again and confirms that Saul is meant to be king. And God doesn't give up on Saul. And brothers and sisters, he's not given up on us. And you may have come here today and said, look, I've, I've, I've been absent in certain things that God has called me to do or to be. I've been absent. I've hidden from it. I've run away from it. Fear got into my heart. Inadequacy got into my heart. And I've, and I've, I've been less than what God wanted me to be. Well, the good news is he's still seeking us out, hallelujah. And he's bringing us on, he's searching us out. Even tonight he's searching us out again to bring us into good places, hallelujah, hallelujah. And Saul runs to baggage, to luggage, to equipment. He goes to stuff. And Ryanair will charge you a fortune to handle stuff and your luggage, bits and pieces. We, we, we went to Donegal on our holidays, and so when we're going on a trip like that, there's got to be fishing tackle, fishing rods, 
There's an anchor bucket. There's a petrol can. There's all these things. We can't fit in uh, Wilma's uh, suitcase, but we get all the fishing stuff up. We do. <laughs> stuff. And we're all familiar with stuff. And you can imagine that, that all the Israelites, that they've, they've come together as a nation, and there's this huge amount of stuff. Food and donkeys and weapons and clothing and tents. And there's, there's stuff, brothers, that, that, that is necessary in life. We need stuff. And as we go through life, we pick up responsibilities and, and, and lifestyles and, and habits. And there's, there's, there's homes to be taken care of. There's, there's cars to be maintained and paid for and insurance that has to be got. And uh, there's dishes to be done and bills to be paid. And there's exams to do and study to do and assignments and research and there, there's, there's careers and there's jobs and there's, there's all this stuff that goes on in life and stuff that, that seems to, we, we get attached to and it attaches to us. And brothers and sisters, the, this is, this is what Saul does. He was used to stuff. He was used to looking after donkeys and chasing after them and organizing them. And, and he goes to what's familiar to him and he hides there. And sometimes we can go and we can hide and uh, around things that we're familiar with that just seem to uh, excuse us from the cause of God. And, and there's nothing wrong with stuff. There's nothing wrong with taking responsibility for your house and cutting your grass and, and, and taking care of your health and doing your studies and, and your job and your career. There's nothing wrong with it. Except if we hide there. Except if we hide there and we make that our identity and our purpose instead of what God's calling us to. I know people that have chosen to prioritize family over ministry. And I know people that have chosen to, pr to prioritize uh, ministry over family. And you can hide in either one because you're more comfortable there. You, you, can, you can hide in your career. You can, you can hide in a hobby. You can hide in a sport. You can, there, there's lots of places. There's a multitude of places we can hide. Can I hear an amen tonight? And those places, brothers and sisters, are often more comfortable to us than going with the call of God. The call of God always involves the supernatural. It involves a supernatural empowering of the Holy Spirit. To, to be a dad, to be a, a father, to be a husband, to be a wife, to, 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 to be good in your career and a testimony for, for the Lord in your career. All of these things, to live a life for the Lord, needs the help of the Holy Spirit. We have to make that confession tonight. I need God for everything. 
for everything. But the good news is, he's available for everything. He is. To make us a good friend to someone. To make us generous. To make us a good neighbor. All of these things that that God calls us to that are beyond our human capability. They, 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 they take us to a place, it's like Peter walking on the water, that we cannot stand. There is no, there is no foundation that we can stand on when we get out of the boat to, to take a position that God has called us to. And Jesus said to Peter, come, come. I want you to walk on the water. Come to me. Come. And, and brothers and sisters, that, that water shouldn't have supported Peter, but the call of God supports Peter. The power of, of God supports Peter to make him stand where he should not stand. And, and so it's not natural for us. It's not easy for us to go there. It's not. And Saul, Saul was struggling with this. I'm going to have to go and try and be something that I'm not. Instead, he goes and he hides where he's comfortable, around some donkeys and stuff. And we are called, brothers and sisters, we have one life to live. We have one life to live, and we are called to live it, and 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 to be, to be a worship unto Almighty God. We are called to live in such a way that we not only worship God, but we provoke worship in other people. You know, when they when they would look at our lives, they would see Jesus in us, and they would see something other than, than, than just ordinary life and stuff, they would see a Christ-likeness about us. And that's, that's, that's always unnatural and always uncomfortable and always requires faith. But it's completely possible. Hallelujah. And it's completely the will of God and it's completely the plan of God. So we need to be encouraged tonight, even if, if tonight in some way you're hiding amongst stuff. Or there's, you know, sometimes, sometimes we're hiding among stuff because we're hiding something. That's what, that's what Saul was doing. He was hiding among stuff because he was hiding fear in his heart or inadequacy and saying, I can never be that. I can never be what God has called me to be because I've got something in my heart and I refuse to allow even, even the word of God and the signs that God has given me. I refuse to allow that. To change me. And he listens to that more than the call of, of God through Samuel. Your king's all. You're king. And you're cared for and you're provided for and you're altogether different because of the Spirit of God. We have a role to take up and fulfill. And we have been abundantly provided for. 
And as, as we step into it, brothers and sisters, as we continue in it, as we expand in it, as we just, do you, do you know what it is really? It's just saying yes to Jesus. There's, I know there's, there's lots of new people coming to our church, and we love that. But it needs to be more than a Sunday morning, Andy. It's, it's to get the shoulder to the wheel and, and follow the Lord in your community, in your neighborhood, in your college, in your workplace, and, and in the church and in the ministries, with, with the children, with the outreach, with Feed Cork, with all the things that God has called us to do, we are called. And that's what you're here for. The people looked for Saul. The people were searching for the man who was anointed by God. And there's a search on today for those who will stand up and get out of the boat and take their position and step into the call for life. I'm going to walk the supernatural life. We shy away from it. I get it. It's unnatural for us. Brothers and sisters, I'm encouraging us tonight. Cork Church, we're called to a supernatural journey. And if you're hiding, it's time to say yes again. This isn't the first time people hid. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, I want to read this to you. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gain and wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? Where are you? Can you hear the call tonight, brothers and sisters? Where are you? Have you defined yourself as a as a college student, and that's your definition. You know, very, very often the labels we put on ourselves, you know, we sow sort of fig leaves and we do, do things to try and give ourselves a bit of a, a covering. What, what, what have you identified yourself as? Is it first and foremost that I am a child of God, I'm a Christian? I belong to Jesus. I have the Holy Spirit and he's doing something in my life. And yeah, I do all these things as well. And I do those through the power of God. And I do this through the power of God. It's all supernatural, brothers and sisters. It's all supernatural. That's why, that's why we can live a completely different life in every arena of life, in every level of life, in every aspect of life. And God God called, where are you? Where are you? Hiding in the trees, hiding. The man answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And the truth is, is that we are 
we are exposed when it comes to things of God. We're unable. In Genesis 3.21, it says this, The Lord God made clothing from animal skins for Adam and Eve. And brothers and sisters, we have a clothing made from God to cover us. We don't need to be ashamed before our God. We don't need to feel inadequate before Almighty God. Yes, we are underneath it all, but he clothes us and covers us and gives us everything we need pertaining to life and godliness. Hallelujah, we have it all. We have it all, and, and we are to be confident in the provision of God and the power of God and, and, and the way he, he views us as being beautiful. He views us as his bride. You are more than adequate to God. Your plan A It's not the angels. It's not some other solution for the world. It's you. It's me. That's the plan. And we have this lovely invitation from God. Come on. I want to bring you somewhere where, where you've never been before. And there's no hiding necessary. Come out and walk with me. Come out and talk with me. Come. We'll, we'll walk together. We'll journey together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First John 4.18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. And brothers and sisters, we don't have to hide. He's not looking to punish us. He's not even, do you know what he, he just sent the folks to look for Saul. And, and he's here tonight looking for us. Come on out. Come on away from stuff. And come and walk with me. Come and journey with me. Come into an adventure. Come into something beautiful. Just Lay that aside for a moment and let's journey together. Let's adventure together. It says that when Saul came out of hiding, he was head and shoulders above anyone else. And God has made you and I head and shoulders above anyone else for the purpose that he's called us. You're the right person for the job, for his calling. You're head and shoulders. Even, even Pastor Patrick is head and shoulders above everyone else for Pastor Patrick's role. <laughs> we are. We're head and shoulders for what God has called us to be. This is my last thought tonight, brothers and sisters, because we all struggle with weaknesses. God has made you and I with the perfect weaknesses. He made us with the perfect weaknesses. How can that be? It's because through our weaknesses, we rely on his strength. The Bible says his strength is made perfect in weakness. You, you can be confident in your weaknesses, that it creates for God the right opportunity to give you strength and to grow your faith for the supernatural, walking on water and living a life that we could never, ever live otherwise. 
you have the perfect set of weaknesses. Can we stand tonight? Let me read over you tonight. Just close your eyes. And I want you to listen to this. This is what Jesus said. He said, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Lord Jesus, Lord God, you have called us tonight, Lord. You have sought us, Lord. You're seeking us out, O God, Lord. And and we have, Lord, hidden and tried to mask our inadequacy, Lord, with, with stuff, O God, and busyness and whatever, Lord. Lord, but you have sought us out, Lord, and unmasked the Lord in us, Lord. Lord, and today, Lord, we say yes to you, Jesus. Yes to you, O oh God. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, O oh God. Thank you, O oh God. Thank you, Lord, for covering our shame, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for making for us, Lord, robes of righteousness, Lord. Oh, Lord, thank you, Lord, for justification, O oh God. Lord, we have no need for shame, O oh God. Oh, Lord, and thank you, Lord, for your spirit, Lord. You bring us into an extraordinary supernatural life. And we say yes to you, O God. And we choose, Lord, to live by faith, O God. Because without faith, it's impossible to please you. So tonight, Lord, we say yes to a life of faith. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus. 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 Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Lord, those of us, Lord, that feel trapped, Lord, by stuff, Lord, Lord, by an identity, oh, God, by a label, Jesus, Lord, break it off us, oh, God. Break it off us, oh, God. Oh, Lord, that our, our, our identity would be you, Jesus. Lord, that you would be our identity, O oh God. That would be the name, Lord, that, that people put on us, O oh God, when they see us, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Lord, reveal yourself, Lord, through us, O oh God, through our lives, O oh God, through our worship, O oh God, through our journey, O oh God, through our, our actions and reactions, O oh God. Lord, be glorified, Lord, in our lives, in this generation, in Cork Church. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you, brothers and sisters. Have a lovely time of fellowship downstairs and enjoy the journey. Enjoy, it's, it's an adventure. It really is. It's an adventure. Enjoy the adventure. God bless you. We'll see you. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website. It's www.corkchurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time.